0: Welcome to the Off Lead Podcast, presented by Gun Dog Outpost. My name is Tyler Meaden, and I'm your host. This episode is a mashup of two Instagram live sessions that I did over the past couple of weeks. Uh, the reason it's two is because uh, Mac and I ran a hunt test a couple of weeks ago, and I just didn't have time to to um, get the episode out. So um, we get an extra long episode here. I'll cover a whole host of topics. Uh, but the main ones are intro to live birds, and then my take on the age-old question of pointers or flushers. As always, we'll have announcements and your tip of the week. Before we get into today's podcast, I want to mention a word about Gun Dog Outpost, the store for the gun dog owner. You'll find just about anything you need to train your gun dog, from bumpers to leads to collars, and they have hats. New products are constantly being added. So, if you were in need of new gear, head over to GundogOutpost.com and check out the store. It is almost nine o'clock my time. Um, and I apologize for pushing this back, but. I had an opportunity to sneak in another another training session here, and with um, you know a test coming up um, Saturday and Sunday, I, you know I wanted to take the opportunity to you know get in as much training as possible. So my apologies, um, but uh, thanks for everyone um, that's jumping on now. I'm gonna because it's close to uh, my bedtime here, um, and my four forty five alarm is going to go off here. Um, you know shortly um i'm going to keep this keep this slightly abbreviated so normally i go through five questions um i'm going to go through um, just three tonight we'll do the announcements tip of the week and then um you know next week we'll be back to the the full version full five questions uh and i've got more coming uh, as well so if you have haven't checked out the podcast yet um, please do so the off lead podcast it is on um, instagram or <laughs> instagram it's on itunes it's on spotify it's on all your all your major um uh, podcast hosting channels so with that out of the way um let's just let's just dive right in so first question is advice for working with an eight-week-old gsp training to start etc so i talked about this last week um so i'm in you know You know what to do um or actually two weeks ago what to do when you know you you bring home a puppy right so no matter the breed I I don't look at the breed as anything different um if it's a GSP if it's a lab you still want to you want to teach its name you want to socialize it um as much as possible when it's young so other dogs people different smells different places water if it's warm um you know uh different fields, different types of cover, the woods, as much as possible. Just socialize that dog, get them comfortable in every situation, build their confidence when they're young, and it will pay dividends down the road. And then from there, you know, you can, you can treat train and you can get into, um, you know, after that you get into more formal training, and then you can, you can break off into you know different specific types of training based on the breed, based on what you're what you're going for, right? Or you, if you're upland hunting, break into more of that. If you're waterfowl hunting, um, break into more of that. If you're you know if you're going to do both with your dog, you got a versatile dog, <clears throat> you know you can do both of those things. So, as always though, uh, you know start with socialization. That's that's my recommendation. Entry training. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Um, you know, I don't, I don't even... Tonight's such a weird night. I don't even have my um, my ice sparkling water. I have the Great Value brand Crystal Light rip-off cherry juice. So that's how different tonight is. Um, all right. Second question is um, intro to live birds. So this is this is a really good question. Um, this is one that I can tell you that I've done wrong in the past. Um, you know, just putting the birds in the field and dropping my dog out there and saying go. Uh, the way that... Um, uh <laughs> the yes those eight week old pups can be a handful yes they can tie um the way that i would recommend intro to live birds is first start with like a wing right You have clipped wing you, most you know if you're, you're buying um you know a puppy from a breeder that that has you know that produces gun dogs those puppies are probably gonna be introduced to wings but start there from there um go to a frozen bird get them comfortable with that and then the clip clipped wing pigeon. I, I just think that's the, that's the best option. That's what I would recommend. There's, it's small. It's going to flutter, um, toss it out there, you know, let your, let your, you know, 12 week old puppy or however your old dog is, let them, um, you know, chase after it, let them build their confidence, let them pick it up and bring it back to you. Don't let them, you know, mash it and kill it, but, um, you know, get them out there um, and, and get them on that, but build it up first. I mean, that's the key, right? Take it slow. I, I say this a lot, but um take it slow and just let build up slowly 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 with your dog until they're ready right um you know don't don't do what i did and or i've done and you know one week you know you take your dog and you drop a a bunch of birds in the field let your dog go when he's four and a half months old the next week you do the same thing and you hope for the best and it it worked out in my case but if it's doing over again I, i wouldn't do that so um that's my recommendation for intro to live birds um i hope that helps um, you know, if you're going to be doing that soon with your dog. All right, the third and then final question for tonight is, what kind of dogs did I grow up with as a kid? Right. So, uh, for me, we grew up. We had um, we had mostly mutts, and then we had one lab. And so the lab, um, we hunted. We hunted um, ducks and geese with um, not very well. And then um, we did a lot of a lot of upland hunting. So, um, that one lab was kind of my you know, my foray into this, um, he was not very well trained. Um, he was very stubborn. Um, you know, and there's some crazy stories about him that, you know, I can share at some other point, but that, that was my, 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 my intro to this type of world. Um, you know, um, after we got, after all those months, you know, we got rid of all those mutts. So, um, that's what I started with. That's what we got. That's what got me into it. If you have a story, i you know, I'm curious for you guys, if you have something, you know, a story, How did, I want to know how you guys got started, what kind of dogs you grew up with. You know, if you have GSPs, have you always had GSPs? If you've had labs, have you always had labs? Have you switched back and forth between breeds? I just think those stories are really interesting. So if you have those, um, share them out and over to me. All right, guys, that is the end of the first session. In this uh, next one, this next segment here, we're gonna get into my take on the uh, pointers versus flushers debate. Enjoy. Okay, right, before diving into questions, I got some, we got five questions. Um, uh, one main one that I wanna talk about for a little bit here. Uh, and then, um, you know, some fun ones as well. I just want to give you guys a quick update. So last weekend, uh, Mac and I went up, ran our first, uh, finished tests and failed our first couple of tests. So, um, uh, we never actually failed the test until then. And, um, you know, it happens. So, you know, we trained, we trained a lot. We trained hard. Um, we had some setbacks, you know, some health setbacks that didn't allow us to really finish up strong before the, before the tests. And you know, I think that showed, but, um, you know, I think it, the important thing is, um, you know, it's, it's how you bounce back from that. So we're back to training. Um, I mean, you know, I'll go train after this before the sun sets. I'll probably have like maybe 30 minutes to sneak in a quick session and tomorrow will be a much, much longer, um, much longer session. So, um, you know, it's it's really interesting, right? You know, um, stand up there. I am not a professional trainer. You know, and you walk up to walk up to a big boy test and the, you know, you have pros who are talking about how difficult this test is. And you're like, eh, it'll be fun to, it'll be fun to run, right? And, you you know, you give it your best shot. And that's, it's fun to, you know, to stand up there with those guys um, that really, that do this for a living. Um, and I just do it for fun. Um, and you just, you just see what you're made of. And then you go back and you, you go back and you train and you improve and, you know, um, and we'll just see where, where we're at and probably about... Five weeks from now, I think there's another test I may try to sneak into. The issue I'm running into is that's the beginning of hunting season. So do I take a little bit away from hunting season because I have this chip on my shoulder when you know, I get really competitive and you know I want to you and know, I want to go and I want to want to you know get started and, and get a little bit of redemption at the finish level and then you know next year we'll finish it up. I'm not too not too worried. Um, when you, when you fail a test, you, you see what you really need to work on. And there's just some things that need to be polished up and things I was aware of and Some things that kind of came out of nowhere. So, um, anyway, enough about hunt tests. Uh, you know, there's, um, you know, I talk about that a lot. It's fun. It's really, really fun. Um, but like I said, hunting is coming up. So let's Let's dive into the questions, and then, you know, in a month, we're going to be talking about hunting. So I'll probably be asking you guys a lot of questions at that point in time. So uh, first question is, um, can you train a dog to not whine? Uh, that is a fantastic question. Um, and honestly, talking about, you know, uh, dogs that are vocal is above my pay grade, and I don't really get paid to do this. But, you know, if you're if you're in the hunt test world and, and you... Um, and I say like a vocal dog, you, you know what I mean? The dog that sits there and is like, there, there's, there's a lot of anxiety and excitement and it comes out in barks and screams and whines, right? That's, that is something that there's, there's like a handful of guys who get paid a lot of money to train dogs uh, to, or to train that out of dogs. It's very, very difficult. If you're in the duck blind and there's like a little whimper from, from anxiousness, from boredom, that's something you can, you can, you can nip in the bud. Um, you know you can, use, you can use a collar you got to be careful with the collar sometimes that can turn up the turn up the um, intensity but uh, you know with the dog with noise but you know you can you can nick and say quiet or you know quiet and you know grab their snout and let them know there, there's different ways you can do it I've seen I've seen different people do it um, but sound like I said above my pay grade um, when you're talking about training a dog that is actually vocal 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 so really good question if you have that um, I know of one person I, personally who, who does that you could shoot me a message and I'll I can try to get you in touch with them so really good question really really good question. Uh, my favorite question though is the is the next one um, it is pointer or flusher for upland birds and why? and this is a loaded question because this person is looking at getting a v-slub so um, you are asking this question to someone who owns a flusher who owns a lab and um so my, my preference is just it's probably going to be flusher right personally for me yes i, I like working a lab um but you know if you have a well-trained gun dog, the it doesn't really matter i don't care I don't care um, what kind of dog you have as long as it's well-trained. You know, I've, I've guided with some GSPs. A well-trained GSP is a hunting machine, right? Um, you know, I see Blair, yeah, Brittany's, you know, I've seen some great Brittany's work in the field. Um, you know, if you have a visla, V-slub, are nuts. I got to train one here recently and this dog is just, whew, I mean, you know, if, if, if you can take some of these, these dogs that have these giant engines and you can focus that energy on the field and finding birds, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Um, you know, it's... <sighs> Moral of the story, train it well and I will hunt behind it. Just shoot me a message, let me know when and where and I will be there. Because that's, that's all that matters, right? You know, everybody has their preference on breeds, but... <sighs> you know, if you, if you train it well, it's going to be fun to hunt behind and then you're going to make memories. And that's really what it's all about. We just want to collect memories. So, um, that, that's my, that's my, that's a fun question because you have people who are, who are preferential to one side and they will argue back and forth about what is actually the, um, you know, what is superior, are flusher superior hunters or are you know, uh, pointer superior hunters. You know, it depends who you ask. Uh, I'm going to ride the fence and say no comment though on that. <laughs> so all right. good question. Um, all right. So let's get into some fun questions. I'll make this first one here really short and sweet. And that is how do you get a nine week old pup to stop picking stuff up off the floor? Uh, you, you don't, right? They're a puppy that they're, they're going to, if you have a lab who's instinctively just picking things up that they, they just may need a job and so they're going to pick it up. If they're picking up the wrong things, you can try, you can try to divert their, um, divert their focus, right? Divert their attention to act what you actually want them to pick up, right? But at nine weeks, they're so young. There's just not, you're not going to be doing a ton of, a ton of, uh, Uh, training at that point in time with your dog so you're not going to start stop picking them stop help excuse me you're not going to stop them from picking stuff up off the floor Um, as they get older you can work on um, diverting their energy into something else that you really want them to actually pick up um, and then start teaching them other stuff you can get to know eventually and that sort of thing Um, but there isn't there isn't a fix for a a puppy that's nine weeks old they're going to get into trouble it's what they do but they're also really cute and soft and cuddly and just enjoy that time mm. I see we have um, you know one pointer one pointer person in the comments here who's prefers prefers pointers over flushers Blair I see that you know I see you I see you that's fine that's fine I'm gonna stick with my no comment all right so last two questions here are related but um, first one is, where did you find those crocs uh, that I put in my story the other day? And if you have been following along, you know that I'm an avid croc wearer. I have tennis shoes on right now. I need to take them off as soon as I um, end this live, put on my crocs and go train. Uh, I get my crocs at Fleet Farm. Uh, So that's where I go. You can order them online. I don't have a preference for where you get them from. The last one here is, why are you not a licensed croc provider yet? that's a really good question uh, if you know someone who works for um you know the company crocs um, or croc whatever it is have their people call my people and by my people I'm just I'm just a guy so have them contact me um you know I'd be happy to happy to rep crocs I put them and you know, I just wear them I have two pairs of camel crocs one for training in and one for just more comfort wearing around the house if that tells you how many how much I wear crocs so Uh, Good questions, fun questions. Thank you, guys. Thank you all um, to everyone who submitted them. Uh, I've got two things here for you. Um, First one is announcements. So I promised last week that Garmin collars would be on the website. They are live and on the website. If you are looking at a new collar and you're looking at a Garmin, shoot me a message um i'd love to talk with you about it and see what your you know what your preference is they are out there on the website the ones that i have available right now um but but um shoot me a dm let me know um excuse me what you're thinking and um kind of dog you have what kind of hunting you're doing so um that's that's number one and then number two is the tip of the week so my tip of the week is to uh be resilient right because i'm trying to be resilient and, you know, we got, I, we didn't get smoked, right? We had a chance to pass a, pass a big boy, um, finish test on Saturday and then things kind of unraveled a little bit on Sunday when we were running, but you know, I can, I can sit here and wallow and, and stop training or I can get back to training, which is, I enjoy. And, you know, we can go back and, and sign up for another test and, and go and go crush it. So, um, be resilient, come back, come back from, um, you know, things that don't always go your way when you're training your dog, your dog doesn't care. Right. You know, he just cares about the next bumper, the next bird. So as long as you keep coming back and have a positive attitude, your dog is always going to be there. Your dog's going to be happy and always ready to train. Right. Um, you know, they're never gonna, they're never gonna sleep in, um, and, and and miss a hunt. Like you might have a buddy that would, uh, they're always going to be ready to go. So, um, you know, pick yourself up off the ground. If you've run into some some issues, some troubles training or testing or whatever it might be, um, get back out there, spend that time with your dog, enjoy it. That's it for today's podcast. If you could, please hit that subscribe or follow button depending on the platform that you're on and share this podcast with another gun dog owner. If you have another 20 seconds, please leave a review. We are constantly looking for feedback and ways to improve and that can't be done without your thoughts and opinions.